This is Dungeons and Dragons. This episode, Milo Goes to Cottage, is the 21st installment in our first campaign, The Valley of Doors. The D and D's, gentlemen's, gentlemen's, the Dungeons and the Dragons. Um. So, um. Oh shit. Milo goes to college. I love it. It's a really great title. <laughs> Wait, what was it? I, I missed. The episode. The, uh, the name of this episode in the notes is Milo goes to cottage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so there you go. There's your recap. I think it's it's pretty short this week. You guys were on on the run mm-hmm. uh, from from Vostik when you uh, basically set the mayor's uh, house on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know. Yeah, I, no. I think True. we can all take some <laughs> accountability for that. <laughs> What'd you guys say last week? Let's not blame each other about who said. Nobody, what nobody on. said, "Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was certainly a distraction for a second. Um, And you had some assistance uh, getting out of town Mm -hmm. uh, from a uh, nearby sympathetic uh, citizen in town. Uh, You were provided horses and a hastily drawn map and a little trinket Mm -hmm. to function kind of as the password. We didn't get that person's name or like recognize that person right They're, they um, just kind of realized we must have been on their side you you had met them when you first uh went up to that part of town to sort of like scout out uh you okay. were you hung out in their in her house just to sort of like get a peek across the street at what was going on and see what you could see and was that um, yellow she led you up there so it's kind of a friend of a friend thing okay yeah i was just she, looking back she, at notes she must have been pissed as fuck yeah, <laughs> she like led us up there, and we're just like <laughs> busting. All right, up. cool. Let's bust that shit down. I did have one question. Looking back at notes, trying to make sense of where we're at. Um, so Yala was the elven woman blacksmith in Vostik, who we kind of learned about, like the down low in the town and who's who. And she used to work with the blacksmith who could have made made us the the cage for the mercury but what happened to him like like what's his deal like he was he was just hauled off to prison yes because Correct. he was accused um at least the story is um uh, that he was pilfering uh gems from uh rostamir's mine but doesn't she think that's bullshit yeah she flat out told you that there's basically no chance that that's true and that the, basically the these kinds of things have been happening more and more often to the point where they're not even really trying to make their their story as to why they're taking who they're taking make any sense. They don't really care anymore. They're just doing it. Fascist bastards. Fuck the police. But we don't have mm-hmm. a particular reason to, or we don't, I guess we don't know why Rostamir would have something against him necessarily, but there may have been something. That, that's all we kind of know. Other than 
there is there's just kind of this general undercurrent of suspicion that like people are trying to take him down paranoia kind of stuff which he, in that case not wrong yep but it's just a matter of them trying to uh figure out really who's 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 on what side cool got it um so yeah you guys uh were escorted away from this little sort of uh referred to on the map as the empty camp um and this uh this milo fellow who was friend of a friend um took you to um well it took you it took you about another two hours right away um towards the north uh to what appears to be uh, a small uh you could describe it as sort of looking like a farmhouse uh, kind of thing sort of set a little bit more towards the lowlands uh in, into the center of this this other valley that you guys are in um still sort of a wooded area uh but he has a sort of a fairly modest home it's it's kind of got like a frontier cottage sort of a vibe uh to it and he's put you up there uh for the night and basically offered you a place to stay while things blow over cottage core vibe yes taylor swift but like but like old school like he's he was doing it before it was cool so yeah like much like the guy himself who you uh when you met him he was very uh plain looking plain dressed there was really nothing about this suit that would stand out uh, as notable at all he was wearing this dented old uh, breastplate um and much like the man himself his home is you know pretty simple minimal um it's uh two stories uh, and you guys are offered the upstairs room which resembles mostly uh, more than anything else, kind of like an attic with low ceilings. Uh, there's some pretty cushy bedrolls along the walls, uh, nicer than the ones you guys are used to camping with a little bit. So it's like the attic in the Home Alone house? Kind of, yeah. It's, okay. it's, all, it's, it's got a little <laughs> bit of like a adult tree. Not sleeping to next to yeah. Tark. He uh, pisses the bed. <laughs> Tark, Tark does have IBS. That's canon from way back. Just for fun, uh, I'm I'm gonna do a uh, divine sense just to make sure that everything's on the uh, on the level here. Make sure there's no evil lurking about. Um, let's see how far. What's the range on that? Uh, sixty feet. That is not behind total cover. Sense okay, anything affected by the house? You're in his so, house, correct? Yeah. 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 Um. No, you don't get anything. No, no pings on the radar there. Can can rest easy. Uh, yeah. So basically, what we can do is we can have you guys either, uh, as you guys sort of travel from from A to B here, it's kind of getting to be like mid to late afternoon. Uh, you can either rest up, uh, you know, put your feet up, have a night's rest, and then chat in the morning. This can be kind of like a before you go to bed thing. Either way. I was just posing for Greg Spencer. What time there is it currently? Are. By the time you get there, it's like <laughs> close to sundown. Damn it, Scott! I can't, I can't see you guys. Damn it! Greg, Greg was taking a picture, and I was throwing the devil horns. Um, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm still at full health and I've only gone down one spell slot. I think others took some damage, so I'll leave it to you guys um, if you want some rest. I'm at full health. I'm full health, but I use some slots for stuff. I'm down seven points, but I'm fine. Whatever. Well, do we want to talk well, to Scott at all, or do we want to crash? Whatever. Whatever. It's getting late in the evening. Why don't we chat with the fellow and then have a night's rest? Yeah, that sounds good. Does he have any ale? Mushrooms? Yeah. Sure. Well, a little, sort of a little bit of A, not so much a B. He's, he's milk. not uh, too, too into that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go up to him and I'll be like, uh, we had an exciting evening. Uh, do you have anything, any ale to help us, uh, help me relax after a, a long day? And uh, he, he kind of chuckles as he as he looks up to you and, and gives you sort of a, a bit of a knowing smile and he says I did kind of figure that would come into the equation today but uh, yeah yeah, we'll see what we can find for you and we can surely compensate you for your your accommodations and your food of course has anybody ever had kefir fermented milk oh that's no. what that is uh, no, that sounds terrible why would I anyone want to try that, that? I have. I don't it's know. Not, I mean, it's I not necessarily milk. You can put. You can use a kefir culture for anything. A lot of people do, um, like fruit juice or saucers and stuff too. I just I hate milk in general, so uh, the sound of that makes me want to throw up. Sorry. Is, is this There's a cocktail this, option? No, it's like probiotic. It's like a well, I mean, cousin like, to yeah. kombucha, kind of. I'm actually supposed to be drinking more milk. Maybe I should try this. It'd probably be good for me. More milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a really interesting book on fermentation. If you M- are milk, actually, uh, I'm only allowed to drink milk. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> actually, in Iceland, they had a thing called milk. M E L K. And I'm not kidding you. You open it, you pour it out, and it was chunky mm. on purpose. Mm. Milk. Sorry for the different. They have different consistencies of milk for sale. Curdy. Um. And we didn't know that when the first time we bought it. So. <laughs> it always we like, put me I, off we, in we France just, that they keep the milk like at room temperature in these weird containers instead of like cold and in a plastic container. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you guys can get your uh, little bit of food, a little bit of drink, sit down. Um, he's got a little bit of a fire going. In this main room, you can see um, uh, it's pretty small. Like I said, pretty modestly um, uh Put together, um, yeah. Oh, so and also, yeah, yeah. That's right. There, there it is. In the main uh, room, uh, he's also got a suit of armor and several weapons, and looks like possibly even a couple of medals uh, on display. And this is not like the dented old thing he was wearing when he met you guys. This is like legit looking stuff. Sorry, what's this guy's name again? His name is uh, let's see, Milo. Milo Kanzen. Cromer is his last name. K R O M E R. Does the armor look old and uh, worn, or is it kind of like something that's looks fresh? Can you give me a history check, actually. Okay. Twelve. Perfect. Um, so you can tell is this isn't a uh, not ancient, but pretty old uh, suit of Embrian armor. Uh, and uh, based on the medals and stuff on the wall, he actually had a rank of captain. So this is like his his suit that uh, he probably wore in his his days, right? And just so you guys remember, there is a um, uh, 
in the not too distant past, probably about 30 years prior to when you are, you know, there was a, a kind of a knockdown drag out war between uh, the three kingdoms that are still standing and the one that, that uh, is no longer there to the North. They were the ones using all sorts of nasty foul magic of sorts that has kind of corrupted the North quadrant of the Island. Uh, I forgot the you war. are, yeah, you're not too far away from that. And that, that crew it, wasn't the Embryon crew, was it? They were no. That that kingdom was called Genomore, Uh and it's Nomas. But the area that they used to uh, occupy is not a place many people go and come back from. Uh, it is it is inhabited, but not not for the faint of heart. Oh, should uh, check it out soon. Can we get a spelling on Genomore? G E N A M O O R. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and also within the room, kind of sitting on one of these little side tables by the window, you can see there's kind of a, a stack of books uh, sitting out. Uh, one of them in particular, he uh, has separated as though possibly recently reading it, um, is called The Collected Accounts of Venkaladex and Genomore's Dragons. So it's kind of like, looks like a history book of sorts. Uh, and this is this is a thing you guys definitely would know too, because you were either around for it or not long after that uh, of of what these dragons venkaladex and genomore's dragons so venkaladex is a name you you pretty much all have heard um these guys got into among other things um training taming and breeding dragon type creatures uh most mostly lesser ones um, like drakes, wyverns, things like this, the more animalistic types, um, and basically tried to use them as, as like heavy artillery. But they did have amongst their ranks and in, in cahoots with them to some degree, an actual capital D dragon, like a proper dragon. Uh, and they are far more intelligent. They're far more intelligent. They are, uh, can be extremely old if they you know aren't killed by something i have and a lot of knowledge dangerous. of uh, dragons out of curiosity do uh do we have do i have any like family or any anything to do with these people you know actually so i was going to ask you uh, ask you that in particular and i uh, never got around to it sorry about that but i was going to ask i know that your your powers come from basically draconic heritage. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask if you, does Frenolith know where that comes from? Or is it kind of a mystery to him? He's like, I don't, it's somewhere in my family. I don't know who or where, or does he have like a, a bead on that? Like genealogy wise. Uh, I'll write some more for it and let you know with that. Cause I would like to actually think that that would be a, uh helpful to round out my character a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but I, I can definitely say as far as this particular dragon goes, uh, no, definitely not. Okay. Um, because at the time during this war, like I said, 30 or so odd years ago, he was fairly young um, compared to like how, how old and large and powerful they can get. He was like teenager, basically. He, he was not, um, Still definitely would mess some stuff up one-on-one -on -one in a fight, but um, 
the stories you have read and heard uh, of other more dangerous legendary dragons put this guy to shame. Uh, and eventually, at the, towards the end of the war, he he and some other um, lesser dragons attacked the capital of Ambria directly and were killed in that fight. Shot out of the sky and into the bay. So this was the one more powerful dragon that had belonged to Gennemore. So Yeah, this this okay. was the one who, yeah, he they had some sort of relationship. Uh, there's a lot of debate as to the exact nature of it. Like, was... Was he using them? Were they using him? Was he controlled somehow by them? Mutual agreement? Like, to get nobody it straight, really um, knows. Yeah. <clears throat> With the dragon's power, you're saying that this, this one's power is not that powerful compared to some of the bigger ones, but it is still pretty powerful. Yeah, on this, on this scale of uh, hatchling to full-grown adult dragon, like ancient dragon, he wasn't very far up the scale, but Gotcha. Still a dragon. And even even at, you know, 50 years old or so for a dragon, fairly young. Um, it's not something you're to mess with. Main sequence dragon. What's that? Side quest dragon. <laughs> uh, he would, if you if you guys went toe-to-toe to toe with him right now at the level you're at, he would not survive it. Uh, not with my lucky rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Is he afraid of threes and fours? <laughs> and possibly some natural ones. <laughs> Actually, so if you if you want results for this. Yeah, if if you want or anybody else really, you can do a history check on that. This particular wrinkle of it too. Because there's it's one of these things where like depending on where you came up, like you may have heard more than somebody else and yeah, I'll do another history check on plus four. That is 21 total. Um, let's see. History plus one. I'll do a history okay. check. Okay. I mean, um, okay, 21. Still pretty good, though. Um, and niner. So in your poking around in, in uh, trying to become a more well-rounded, educated person and augment your talents with magic, you've definitely... You know, read some books in your time. Uh, one of the things that's debated is, uh, you know, there's different species of dragons. So there's uh, the two of the nastier ones in particular are red dragons and black dragons. And there's debate as to which this this Venkalidex was. Was it a red dragon? Was it a black dragon? So few people actually saw it that depending on maybe the time of day or maybe they mistook something else for him. There was a lot of back and forth about that. Um, and with the 21, you could say that there was also some speculation that he may have actually been on their sort of like small council, if you'll call it that. So the dragon itself would have been a decision maker in the council of... Possibly. Uh, There's rumors Gittimor? to that effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, he's got a book uh, sitting there uh, on the table that looks like he was probably recently reading it that is essentially various people's accounts and hearsay and, you know, theories about it. Among other things, he's got a couple other books there. A lot of military history type stuff. Um, There's a religious text there. Um, 
basic stuff comparatively. And I'll show my ignorance on dragons and whatnot. So, like, do they have names? Are they like, how do they interact? Like, so this, how could like, it be that a dragon would be on a council with? Yeah, you're, so you're talking like outside of outside of the world, like table talk. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like Scott how, to DM. How, how do dragons work? Yeah. What, so what dragon do? <laughs> um, <laughs> how dragon you, is yeah. formed. <laughs> <laughs> How dragon is formed. <laughs> dragon, yeah, excuse me. Ba- baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, there are a, ver- a sort of a, a, a range of, of draconic species. Most of them are not particularly intelligent, like like maybe sort of on the higher end of like where wolves. Or, or maybe even like raptors from Jurassic Park levels, you know, intelligent for animals, but um, mostly just a scary beast. Right. Yep. Now, but a but a proper dragon is actually as smart or smarter as any humanoid. Um, they are extremely um, sexy, conce- conceited, conniving. They are um, plotters, schemers. Despite how powerful they are, a lot of times they're they're kind of lazy, and they like to make minions and underlings do their bidding, even though they think that they're so much better than everything else on the in the planet. They they think they're the pinnacle of of existence. They all do. It's like part of their their makeup. It so seems. they're like humans. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. they're like the worst humans. Now this this is this is. Um, there's different so there's chromatic dragons that's black blue green red white those are the evil ones and that's kind of their business is their their deal really listen they're... to contemporary pop so <laughs> <laughs> imagine them uh, and then there's another there's another um, type called metallic dragon so it's like gold silver copper bronze forget the other more not suitable for work dragon sex calendar <laughs> There you go. Five evil types, five good types. The metallic ones are the good guys. Um, and those qualities I just listed aren't, they don't hold true for that type. They are, they tend to be a lot more, um, still, still kind of insular. They like to sort of be on their own and left alone. Um, but their, their intelligence is put more towards just exploring the world and learning new things and just being extremely curious about things. Got it. As I fix my mic stand. There, I think I got it. Um, so, here's a little bit of a lower dump for you. Mm, lower dump. Yes. And do they have names? Like, is there a name that this dragon had? Like, if I asked... Uh... Yeah, that's Ven- Venkaladex is the name of this dragon. Oh, uh, okay. V- so I'll V-N-C-A-L-A-D-E-X. So, so I'll ask Milo. So, Milo, what's your, what's your take on Venkaladex? Do you think he's black or red? Or you think he's two different dragons? Or w- what do you think his story is? I, s- I see that book you have open here. He's, he kind of looks at you like a, a bit of a... Look like maybe slightly impressed that you'd even ask. Um, he says, well, it's good to see a, uh, a fellow scholar here. Uh, it's kind of still a sore subject for a lot of people, so I'm glad you're, you're willing to, you know, 
talk the talk. Now, my personal opinion, he, he basically is kind of a, a, gives you a bit of a rundown that he thinks it was probably a black dragon. Um, and his bet is that his actions were done willingly. He was not being controlled or an illusion, possibly. Some people think maybe he wasn't even real. Um, cool. Um, but anyway, so he kind of gives you his his opinion there. Um, not really letting on to the fact that he was uh, fought in the war or any such thing, but uh, I think you guys, yeah, having I, seen what he's got sort of on, on, on standby there, he, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, I gather that, and I realize people aren't always quick to talk about that, but I figured I'd talk about the lore rather than... Sure, yeah, yeah. Get into talk about his battle. Uh, now I gotta get back to... There you guys are. Sorry, I was in the preferences there. Um, so he says, well, uh, while we're here, obviously make, make yourselves at home. I don't, I don't have much to offer, um, but you know, I do, I do what I can to help. And speaking of help, uh, an old fella like me could use a few able hands around here while we wait. Um, Miss, Miss Kanzen should be here in a few days once things are blown over and that's, that's yellow. Um, Sure, we'd love to help out. What can uh, what can we do for you? Sure. Well, you need rocks. Need smashing. We got a couple guys with some. Pretty muscles. sure. I'm gonna motion well. a friend and push him kind of forwards and be like, "This guy will help you out." <laughs> you need somebody brutally murdered. <laughs> he kind of chuckles at that a little bit, and he seems to be good natured about the fact that like he kind of had to come to your rescue there for a second. But uh, uh, he, it's not the first time he's had to do this. He he's he t- kind of told you that on the way too that like this this setup that he's got here is here for this particular reason in case someone needs to get out of dodge. Um, so he, does he so live here? Or you're is not this... the first, and you won't be the last. This is his house. You're in. Okay, it is. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like just his. Uh... Yeah. So like, rather than like Hideout. you guys escaping and giving a map straight to his house, which could be problematic. Yep. There's like a midway point where you stop, you wait. Got it. He comes to get you, kind of thing. Um, so I want to talk to him about what's going on in town. I'd be like, mm, "Hey, so uh, we're new to we're new to town. We got asked to look into uh, the governor's house based on a uh, a little information we heard. Sure, and it seems like there's a little bit of." Uh, Foul play. A little bit of foul play. There's a little, a little trouble in town with these. Uh, this crew, I forget the name of. Uh, Iron Wall Guards, I think. Yeah, the Iron Wall yes. Guards. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're definitely a lot that uh, most people don't want to cross, and and they've got the whole town walking on eggshells. That's that's for sure. Um, yeah, why are they I around? Mean, like, why don't? What happened to uh, the normal governmental structure, and why are the the town's guards out? Well, the ultimate question, why, is something that we've been trying to work at. That's sort of uh, kind of what the the movement that you guys have kind of taken part in is all about, uh, is trying to get to the underlying cause of it without ra- ruffling too many feathers in the process. But the long and short of what we think is going on here is um, 
the previous town elder kept a pretty tight ship. Everybody seemed to respect uh, respect him, and things seemed to progress as, as they would in any sort of industrial, you know, uh, manufacturing type town like this. This this elder passes away, is replaced by Samuel Tall, whose house you have uh, been visitors to at this point. Uh, and that's when things changed. Um, the main town guard that would have been there, as you said, was dismissed. Uh, the king of Embria, or the powers that be there, were all too happy to use their use their manpower elsewhere because there's, you know, there's always something new and, and some larger threat and some some new new battle to fight somewhere. So, so does the town still like produce whatever it needs to pay its taxes for the larger government embryo? The citizens do. Where it goes exactly is debatable at this point. Um, these iron wall guards were brought in voluntarily by this this elder. He says, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it." Essentially, and. Since then, I mean, you, you guys have seen what's going on there. You've heard the stories. Anytime it's, uh, anytime concerns are raised with people outside of Vostik in the kingdoms, uh, you know, more inner circles, the person who's responsible for this area overseeing it uh, has claim that they've, you know, looked into the situation and everything seems a-okay. They don't seem to be bothered by it. So there's reason to believe that uh, that person, uh, even outside and above Vostik, is possibly in on it as well. So anytime any concerns get run up the chain, they get ignored, essentially. Man, you guys are fucked. Well, we're hoping some way, somehow, to get to get this information maybe around this person and way up to the top, like to the king, possibly. So I ask, that, I ask this is above Tall, this is above Rostamir, or is this Rostamir? Well, that is kind of the, the running theory, that he's sort of in, in the middle of all of it, because he seems to benefit from this, mm-hmm. yeah, this new regime. They sort of just let him do what he wants to do. Um, and... For the first little while, it was it wasn't obvious, and it's just gotten over the last eighteen months or so that this has been going on a little more obvious and a little more obvious every day. A little, a little less prone to try, try to um, you know make things appear normal. They're getting sloppy, but it doesn't seem like it's been coming back to bite them yet. So, like the current state of affairs in the world. Hopefully, that's what you're here for. So is like if we intervene, would we have any help? And is there anything in like place that would replace this if we were to come in and try to help out? Like you're saying that there's like an uprising that we kind of partook in. Like, is there somebody in charge of that that's like leading the gung ho like resistance? Like I, I, I'm just curious. Like if we even fight for this, like what's the end goal here? What's the goal? Sure, of course. Yeah, we're not in a nation building here. This is the Paladin. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yalo, Yalo is one. Uh, there are a few others who, if they 
if they choose to tag along and come here to to meet and talk with you guys, they'll, uh, you know, I would leave it up to them to make themselves known. But there are others in town, probably some people you've talked to, um, who are amongst our ranks as well. Um, I I happen I used to live in Vostik myself. Uh, I was a friend uh, of of Yalo's father years years ago, and so this is how I kind of know what's going on there, and am still willing to play my part. But I didn't want to be in the thick of it anymore, at least. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the end goal, the end goal, as you were asking, is. As he puts on his sweater. more like m- more likely than. <laughs> Let me take off my glasses to put on my sweater. No, I'm there with you, man. Um, the end goal, obviously, uh, more likely than not, is to get Rostamir out of town. And if he really is the root of the entire problem, hopefully, the rest of it goes with him. Uh, we'll start with Rostamir and see how high it goes. Yeah, I think who this guy needs is the A team. <laughs> that could be I mean I've got some acetylene tanks and some two by fours <laughs> what about B.A. Baraka and some that's, that's you got a I dinosaur mean, costume you're the muscle cigar oh that me? I need to get some gold chains B.A. Garothus <laughs> I didn't know your name would be so really punnable good. Yeah, that we had we had Garish yesterday or last week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, love it. He's Garish on his mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says, Miss Miss Conzen should be able to give you maybe a bit more detail. Uh, when Is that she short arrives. for Miss Wisconsin. Miss Con- <laughs> <laughs> so it just sounds like Wisconsin. Miss Conzen, yes. That's see, no, and it's this is what happens with like literally every DM in the universe. You make up these weird names and you don't say them out loud. Yeah, and then you're like, ah, oh, shit, I should have said that out loud to myself because it sounds really stupid. Sorry, I keep <laughs> sidetracking us with no, nah, it's okay trivia. Um, so he says basically, once she gets here, whenever that happens to be, when things blow over, um, she'll probably have a little more something a little more actionable for you. Uh, what like next steps and whatnot. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but in the meantime, I think Gareth was asking as well. Or no, I think you did, Dimly. Um, helping around here? Sure, I yeah. got plenty of things for you can do. You got some, we got some logs need splitting. We got, I got a, a wagon with a broken axle could use some mending. And getting rid of whatever's been eating my stored food would be nice too. Could be a rough winter if I don't get that sorted, he says. And kind of gestures out towards the back of the house, which... Um, as you guys kind of came here, you saw behind his house, kind of tucked into the tree line, is uh, a building that sort of looks like a barn of sorts, like a stone barn, um, about maybe 100 feet away from the house. Sure. So I'll uh, chop wood. I take out my two daggers and kind of flip them in and out of both hands, and I'm down for some rat hunting. I'll go after whatever you think is getting your food. Is that back in the barn? It's uh, it's getting dark tonight, so you maybe uh, it's yeah, up to I'm you. Drink, you can... I'm gonna drink their ale and go go to sleep. Yeah, he's he's definitely got the cask out on the table. You guys are you're having a night, so 
Tomorrow. I throw the dagger up. Tomorrow sticks on the table. I appreciate the gusto, though. I like it. You'd make a good soldier, he says. Mm-hmm. I like to earn my earn my stay. I like it. Get your hands dirty. Um, so with that, if you guys want to just hang out, pack it in for the night in a, in a bit, and Indeed. pop two in the morning. Certainly. Yeah. Shall Should we, we long post rest? a watch? Yeah, uh, long at this, rest. At this point, uh, I would say, yeah, um, I think, if friend, if you got dinged up, you might want to use your hit dice that you've got, roll up. I mean, honestly, you've got four. You could roll literally every one of them and get back to full health. So I'd say just reset the full. Okay. Because you'd be getting all your hit dice back. I'm in a long rest. Yeah, because we kind of screwed it. Wait, no. I need friend to roll for the uh, for the spreadsheet. <laughs> Well, it's not a D twenty though. Does that count? Well, it doesn't matter. Right? I just need the I just need just the, the, the the die and the max value, and the roll and the, and the max for max value. So what's he rolling? D eights. What is it for him? Uh, maybe D six. Do you happen to know offhand? I don't know. D six, D six plus two. So every time you roll your hit dice, well, if you I can pressed, go. I pressed a long rest on here and it put me back to health. Would my shy not do that? Let's see. I think that's the yeah, only we'll, way we're we'll, doing it. Yeah, we'll go over that again because we don't, we haven't done a lot of like oh, combat right. to we, even get the hang of it. Doing... We changed it, so, but that's fine. You would have ended that's up at right. full anyhow. So <clears throat> yeah, so he would have been rolling D sixes. So just you can fake that. How many how many rolls does it take? Uh, I want Greg. I want Greg to actually. Or I sorry. I want Frenolith. That's what I'm saying. He, he can roll them now after luck. the fact. Just to yeah, 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 sure. I just want the rolls. Hold on a second. Roll that D. <laughs> the rolls. How many am I doing? Four? Yeah. Or three or four. So you get to seven. Yeah. Seven hit points back. A, a one, a two, a two, and a three. So that would be three. The, the dice curse may be real. Five. So you, you, don't, you would only need two. Yeah, take it, your seven back. So a one and a two on D sixes. But your actual rolls are one, two, two, three. Yes. Okay. Recorded. I still can't believe you rolled four ones on a. You suck at this. I I would I do I suck at this. <laughs> that should not be possible. Zone. I don't know how you did that. I'm. It's impressive. I'm Oliver, did you cont- did you catch that on on the recording or us talking about it? I don't know if you What's heard that. that. When we were rolling up those like B squad characters, and uh, I haven't dice, I haven't listened to that one yet. We we he we were rolling four d six to come up with our strength con dex numbers. <laughs> he rolled, he four, rolled ones. four ones, <laughs> four as, ones. as one of his stats. So he has a three. Uh, that's awesome. One of his no, comments. it's not. It's really, it's hilarious. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not the greatest being the worst at at most things, but you know. <laughs> The worst at being a random number generator. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you can make a lot of money being a biased random number generator. Uh, cool. So uh, morning, morning dawns. Uh, you guys are kind of coming to in his little makeshift uh, quarters in the attic. You can see actually up in the attic, he's got this little table set up where he's doing. He's got a little wood carving station going on up there. It's maybe his his hobby in his old age. And uh, they're pretty good, actually. There's a there's an elk, there's an owl, an owl on the table. It's like, damn, this guy's actually talented at that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so if you're uh, game to go uh, see what the F is going on in that barn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, it's a, it's a, looks to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40 by 60 feet. It's not huge. It's just kind of like a storage shed type of thing. So not like full blown barn uh, made of stone. And there's a big sort of uh, eight to 10 foot wide wooden door that can uh, swing open. Um, and as you swing it open, I will share my screen. Oh no, is it going to be all this weird sex stuff? That's the one. Sex barn. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you do it, right? Is there any other kind of barn? Oh, I can't help you with this stuff, man. <laughs> so as you open the door, the light comes streaming into this darkened interior. There's no windows here, by the way. Uh, so it is pretty dang dark in there. Um, so I see a stone floor. So you said, so is there, um, wooden walls? How high is the ceiling? Uh, stone walls, ceiling are maybe 10 feet. Is that some sort of drain in the middle? There is what appears to be some sort of grate in the center of the floor. Going in down into the floor, it looks like. Hmm. So I'm going to create a bonfire uh, to the right of that grate to create Stop some light. burning oh. everything down. I know. Jesus, oh, dude. On, it's a five-foot cube. It's a five-foot cube. There's ten-foot ceilings. I think it would be safe. There's no ventilation. You're going to choke us all to death. Yeah, <laughs> no windows. That's actually a good point. See, I wouldn't have thought of that. Thank well, you. I, <laughs> well I, would, I would actually propose this to everyone. I would probably how propose this to the we group all have after dark vision. how poorly it went yeah, last we, time. Yeah. This well, this guy all of us and, have dark vision, right? And you guys, well, most of you have it, and I think you, you probably have a torch or two left, we'll say. Yeah. All right. So actually, so what I actually do is I cast the bonfire for just a few seconds. Everyone yells at me, and I immediately turn it off. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm trying Talking to fix pyro. it. I didn't think Tark was going to be a pyro. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I like how this is panning out. <laughs> the uh, last okay. one was a desperation so campfire. This one was, I thought, practical, but I'll avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of flammable things in the room as you'll be able to see so uh let's say um yeah i'll put it I'll, be... I'll put it on that pile of hay just to be safe <laughs> <laughs> boxes that have old script tnt written on the side of them <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna cast bonfire on that red barrel ye old nitroglycerine um, <laughs> who wants to be the uh, torch bearer here uh, it should I not will. be me. Yeah, no, I'll yeah, take not. the torch. Boom, torch. So, as what did know, he? What did he request us to do in here? Kind of step in. There's something eating his food. Basically, oh, he's, okay. he's using this is kind of like his his like root and grain storage area, and something's gnawing on his stuff. Which, as you guys take a step in, I'll I'll move you a little bit forward so you can see. You can see there's some broken crates uh, and barrels and stuff. So from here on out, I'll let you guys 
take the wheel. So I'm going to step up uh, to the grate in the middle. And uh, I'm going to take... I thought I had a rapier. Maybe I... Did I dis... It's probably in my thing. I'm going to kind of poke poke into the holes with my rapier just to kind of see if there's any anything I can wrangle up, see if there's any movement down in that grate. Gotcha. Um, give me an investigation check. If you uh, wouldn't mind. That would be plus six. Um, 25. Okay, that'll do. Um, so wrapped around some of the bars on this crate, you can see that there's some sort of um, uh, plant matter kind of clinging to it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be any specific plant you can identify, uh, but just odd plant matter of some kind. And it's sticking to it almost like ivy sticks to a brick wall. Is this the same shit that was coming up through that other underground stuff? Uh, but that um, when they were down in that tunnel that was flooded. Hmm. I'm trying to remember which place. How long uh, ago? The was Headache it? Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Headache Palace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name for. Well, that, it, that was like. tentacles. That was like, like. Uh, yeah, that wasn't plant stuff. That was more. Yeah, that was like that a, was like a, a creature, right? Like, yeah. I, but I thought there was like some kind of. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was some kind of like green fungi or something growing out of it, but. <clears throat> Never mind. Been something like that in in sort of the druid territory. Mm. I was just curious if this could be possibly like seeping through the sewer systems or something. It's like a a constant, mm. like the ooze from Ghostbusters Two or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Interesting. So yeah, if you want to go up and take a look yourself, no, it's I'm good. Easy. No, it's back. gross. Okay. So <laughs> maybe, maybe as others look around, I'm going to take out one of my daggers and just kind of try to clean off the grate like carve off whatever that plant matter is, try to clean it up and gotcha. Uh, so you can also tell um, with that uh, investigation check, you can see that the, this, this grate is hinged and does open. Uh, and it, this, this drain goes down probably a good eight feet, almost like, almost like a well uh, down into some sort of uh, lower, compartment of some kind okay so yeah i'm gonna try like to a cistern make sure or what make sure it's free to move and get whatever vines i can see if i can get it to swing open uh, okay that's easy enough they don't they don't give you too much fight like you know you can peel them off with you know just a little bit of a little bit of elbow grease nothing crazy does it seem wet yeah, down there or like would if, um, if it rained would water flow into that or does it seem like something else this, I mean, obviously, ideally, you don't want to be keeping your food and stuff into a, a place that has standing water all the time. So this is kind of like a fail safe in terms of like, mm-hmm. if it does rain that much, if it does come down this way, this should take care of it. Um, but. So it's a sump? Sump pump? No, a sump. Well, no. the pump pumps like in, out the in sump. Modern, but the sump yeah, itself modern is, housing. Yeah. 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 Perhaps. Maybe we should let Tart light a bonfire on this. Dry. <laughs> you guys, dry I, think, I was already thinking about putting a bonfire. I was going to wait for somebody else to suggest it. Thinking can we look around? And, can I put a bonfire down here? Can we down look around and see if a bonfire would be uh, 
bad for anything around it. Around the grate itself? Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything that is that close to the grate, so like no, maybe a, yeah, a small... Tark's first instinct actually probably would not not probably definitely would not have done any damage. It's in that area, all stone and metal. So, so I'm kind of rub, rub my hands together, excited. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give my little give her a little shove on the back, and be like, "Go for it, buddy!" <laughs> and I'll create bonfire. You said maybe eight or so feet down. I'll create a bonfire down below the grate before I open it. Okay. Um, you can see there is uh, what appears to be uh, a dirt. Uh, wet sort of muddy ground beneath you. It is only about eight feet down uh, from what you can see. Uh, there are some rocks and stuff, and you do see a little bit more of this plant matter that you scraped off of this grate down uh, down on the ground there. Um, Does the fire do anything to it? Um, no, it's not close. It's not placed close enough to it you can kind of see it on the fringes but the area where the fire is sitting is just kind of in in and around some mud and rocks and stuff and can i see all the walls um it's because of the the sort of the the shaft that you're looking down through it's tough to see anything it's kind of like looking through a telescope almost like there's only that one little area you can see Mm -hmm. but you can see that there is solid ground down there can I uh, spark a torch to get a, a better eye of what's in the room with us? I'm um, sure. Where? Which direction you're gonna go? I'll kind of go to the right of Tark a little bit, not very far, but just like, yeah, just uh, yeah, over there. It's plenty. Uh, yeah, can do. Torch. Um, so yeah, you can see that there are definitely some piles of um, piles of crates of some kinds and barrels. Uh, grain sacks you can see kind of off in the distance up to the right uh, there is one that is split open uh, you can just kind of barely make it out from where you're standing alright I'm immediately going to start looking for some porn <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely up in the uh, the grain sack up there no um, should, he's uh, a pious man he has he has no such thing that you can find should uh, see if See if oh, we can so investigate sad. the uh, the grain sack. Figure out if what what's possibly been eating it or splitting it open. Mm-hmm. Are there any spore or uh, bite marks or footprints or anything like that? Rat stuff, droppings. Nice droppings, lighting, dino droppings. Jeez. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I it took me too long to figure out how to do that. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it. I really I, I shouldn't waste my time with that kind of part of it, but I it disagree. Graphic designer, no, what I can't rules. help. Yeah, it does. You 100% should, and it's awesome. Is it like an overlay effect or just what? Yeah, it's all just Photoshop wish? layers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. It's beaut. It's it's a real beaut. I just, I wish I could get it to cast like hard shadows, like as it passes by stuff. Some uh, apps do you... can do that, but this can't. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think that I shared that one time that um that guy who was working on in Figma. Oh, Figma. And, like, I've been using that a lot with a uh, client of mine, actually. Yeah, I use it all the time. It's pretty much all I design it anymore. But like yeah. he created a D and D map for him and his friends to use and like when you rotate the map, the lighting and shadow effects were would like rotate with it and stuff. Like he was doing so, all kinds of really neat use like interactive stuff. The interactive stuff. It was it's pretty cool. Yeah, if if you can do that with it, I definitely need to look into it because I, I've been starting to get the basics of it. It's um, a great just great as a replacement for like uh, XD, basically. 
It's awesome. I love it. Um, uh, so yeah, with investigating that, you can definitely see that there's um, there's kind of like this greenish gray residue in and around where the bag is split and kind of in clumps mixed in with the the green. Does it resemble the uh, so green residue on the 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 grate? Kind of. It's sort of the same color, different texture to it. It's not like growing plant matter per se, but um, as you're looking at it, you can definitely see that there are are shades of it kind of in and amongst pockets of the floor as well. Not, not something you noticed immediately, but now that you're seeing it on the sack and the, the, the grains and stuff spilling out of it, you're kind of looking around going, oh, there's more of it. And it's just, it's kind of in clusters and there is a, a trail of it that does sort of lead towards the green or the drain, not the green. Dima, you want to nature check that green shit? Yeah. Uh, for my, for being such a tree hugger, I don't have much of a uh, nature skill. Yeah, you have advantage on it though. So, cause oh, you're fancy right. helmet. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh yeah. Up. Seven and eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Got the curse. Um, that green stuff's sure green. Well, aside from aside from being uh, definitely some v- relatively recently alive plant matter, we'll say that you can tell it's not it's not like dead drying out. Uh, whatever it is or was uh, appears to have been here recently. Um, but beyond that, it's kind of stumping. You've never really seen a substance like this before. Plants hate fire. I recommend we just throw a bomb <laughs> down that hole. Purifying fire. I agree. <laughs> Are there limits on my spell as to how many fires I can have going at once? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yes, needs sir? a magic item. Okay. Is there some extra wood we can like throw down there to make it a little bit more? I break yeah, up all those boxes, those boxes, man. We got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely this. Um, well, I don't want to be like burning up shit he wants. Is there stuff that looks like that broken keg up there? Yeah, that's what we're talking about, like those broken yeah. boxes right. and shit. Just take some of those pieces of wood, chuck it down. Yeah, you can throw those down there and set them ablaze if you'd like. Yeah, just as long as it doesn't look like it's going to get out of control. You know. Yeah, that bonfire is pretty tame, honestly, as a spell. It's, you got you guys just hit a, a you know an exposed spot on that house and it's uh, spread from there, but typically it's controllable. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, detect uh, good and evil again. Okay. And the range on that was what? 60 feet, 60 feet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Detect good and evil. Let me see. Divine what kind of evil does it? I can detect sense? good and evil. What kind of Until- evil does it detect? Is there, an, is there more than one kind? <laughs> actually, <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, Until the sense, end of your next uh, turn, you can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Right. That is and not then spell. Your helmet. Your helmet actually adds yeah, to that. Uh, that's it, right. it adds plant, beast, or... What's the other? There's three more things that it adds to it. I think you can just let's check the helm of here. Uh, what is it again? Helm of the Wilds. Uh, beast, plant, or fae. 
within 60 feet. So now it's all six of those things. Uh, and you get uh, a ping on that. Uh, not good or evil per se, but you get, surprise, plant. One but it is living ping plant. only. Um. So it's, it's, so basically how this works, and this will be kind of a crash course on that. When it says, okay, you can detect plants, you're not going to get like, hey, there's trees everywhere. Trees are trees. They're normal. They're not going to show up. But something unnatural, something out of the ordinary. A Venus flytrap? Does show up on your radar. It's below you, obviously. I think yes. you picked up on that by now. Does it give me a sense of the size of it? Um, not inherently, but let's say... What could we do to see if that can happen here? Give me a perception check. I will perceive. Percept to the away. tune of eleven. Hmm. Mm, you did not perceive the well uh, very well. <laughs> um. I'm squinting real hard. You're not getting anything super clear in that sense. Um. You know that it's it's definitely bigger than say a rat or something like that. Uh, beyond that, it's tough to say. the 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 feeling gets fuzzy beyond that size. All right, fair. So let's, we're gonna let's burn. Toss the fire down there. Yeah, yeah. let's get yeah. some let's get some more shit down there. Yeah, I All see right, some so what do we do? Create some barrels. Let's yeah. swing that open and start getting any wood we can get down there. I'm gonna hang out by the entrance. So if uh, anything does come up, I'm gonna lop it in the head. I'm not really excited about immediately killing whatever could be down there, but uh, I guess that's what we're doing here. That's just a plant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so you guys swing the grate open, drop a bunch of wood down, and easy enough uh, to start a little bit of a a bonfire going there, and it lights up uh, the surrounding area. And uh, make a perception check. Uh, perception. Who's on it? Friend, I feel like you haven't rolled in a while. Yeah, I will. I'll give you a chance to roll a 20. It's never going to happen. Hey, friend, there's some perceiving over here. Hey, friend, do something terrible. Oh, shit. (laughs) 19 plus 2, 21. Hey, look at that. Put that in the fucking spreadsheet. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking stupid ass. Die. Die, you die. Um, so with a 21, uh, you can get a touch of motion. You hear something moving down there in response to this sudden fire that has erupted uh, at the bottom of this, this well here. Or mm. drain. Something moved. Yeah, so with the light going on, can we see it? Is there like a, uh, like once you go down the drain, is there like an opening, probably like a dark opening or something that off to the side or something that we can see where like it ex- expands into another area or something? Right, yeah, from this angle, no, not really. It's 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 long enough that it's it's kind of like looking through like a paper towel tube or something, you know? And like you can it- see you can see what's immediately below this, this drain, but like a, nothing beyond it. Could any it's of us kind of cutting off your angle? Could any of us fit in there if we tried to? Or oh, for sure, yeah, it's wide enough you could get them. I bet friend can fit. 
<laughs> yeah, just grease me up and shove me in there. Dim, should we, dim, should we like Garth could get down there? It's a squeeze, but you could do it. All right, who's who's going down first? I'll go. Should we just keep on cooking for a while? <laughs> Smoke it out? Purify? How long does that last, by the way? Friend's got Firebolt. He can keep it cooking. But we're throwing yeah, some wood down there, so... Uh, right. My bonfire. Oh, that's true. It did, it did catch. That's true. Okay, that's fair. It's concentration up to one minute. So, one minute, I guess, up until we stop putting wood on it. Gotcha. Okay, I think at this point, if you're yeah, if you're throwing fuel onto it, and it's catching onto that, yeah. it's no longer like magical fire. It's actual fire. Yep. Yeah. So it'll it'll just burn like a like a campfire. Agreed. Okay. So, friend first. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think we have a climber's kit, so maybe we'll tie tie a rope around his waist and then just throw him. Lower me down? No, not yeah, lower. Like just, just kick your ass over the ledge and watch you tumble. All right, then. It would also be right. easy enough to, like, tie it to the door handle, you know, so it's... Yeah, like, he's a rock gnome. He's comfortable down in yeah. dark pits. Yes, yes. With evil this plants. This is not my first dark pit. Okay, <laughs> so... We are going with Frenolith down in the pit. Ooh. Ooh. So, actually, you'd see about that. That's about how much light you've got. Although, though, wait, there is a bonfire going. That's right. Is this a, um, a boat? Is this like, um, what am I look like? Is this an above view? So, it's it's kind of, yeah, you're you're looking sort of, yeah, top down on a uh, small cavern of some kind. It does... Okay. Uh, from what you can see a little bit, it does kind of go off to the left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yell down, do, you, do you need another bonfire? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, how, how far down is this, by the way? It's like 10 feet. 10 feet? Okay. Not very far. I'm going to throw down my torch. So everybody's dropping fire stuff on Fren. Yep. Fren, uh, make a dexterity check. Oh, great. I'm minus one, so this is not going to go well. Just roll a 20. Oh, 19 nice. minus one. So there you go. Yeah, you're good. Go. You're good. I'm, I'm rolling better right now. I think you're it, wise to their hazing. It the curse me. is lifted. <laughs> he shoots oh a goodness. firebolt back up at us. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it hits the thatch roof above you. <laughs> well, we took care of that problem. <laughs> And just then, 70 guards appear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you guys get down here, you can see uh, in the dim light that you've got casting here, there are actually uh, clusters of plants down here that are, again, hard to identify what they are. They just seem to be masses of plant matter that are kind of growing along the walls. Uh, and there are actually some bones as well. Now, how oh, would they be photosynthesizing down there is it like fungi that is a good question uh they are not photos they're they're not sorry i'm answering the wrong question they are they're neither they're not fungus or photosynthesizing there's something up with them i have to i have to write D a letter about that (laughs) (laughs) excuse me sir your your plant should be etiolated rather than photosynthesizing (laughs) How does this live in the Underdark? Please tell me. Um, 
Okay. I jumped down as well. Wink. There's a dark. Dem bones. Dem bones. I'm going to go up toward the right. Up to the right. Up to that little. Yeah. Opening over there. I, I've got dark there. vision, so I'm, I don't need too much torchage, maybe. See what I can see. Yeah, but between that light and, and, and what you can see over there, you can definitely. I want to follow to the right as well. Go inspect it's... them bones, them bones. So is there anything edible up top by way for these guys? <laughs> There's that sack of, uh, <laughs> I mean, of grain you can plant. Raw potatoes, it. greens, yeah. Oh, I'll grab a couple <laughs> of the potatoes, and I'm going to jump down, and I'll put the potatoes on the, the bonfire. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Are we seeing more um, uh, of that algae stuff, in one more of it in one direction than the other? Um, if you were to kind of like take a little bit of a, a bit of a lap in this central chamber, you would see, yeah, towards the right, there seems to be more of it and also more bones. All right. in that direction. Let's go that way. Let's mm. go that way. Let's, I want to fight something. And kind of as I walk, I'm kicking any little bit of it off the rocks that I can. I still have my daggers out and I'm kind of slashing and cutting away what I can as I walk, not doing a thorough job, but just, uh, trying to make some it's progress kinda... as we go. Do we see any cool. uh, cool items amongst the bones? Um, who's going first, by the way, into this direction? I think me, <clears throat> based on I'll go that, first. Just... I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Nope. Dimly. You. Uh, with your torch, as you approach uh, this area, there's some more um, fully formed skeletons, and as you round this sort of narrow area with your torch uh you definitely hear something else move and it's close it's like within 15 feet uh actually go ahead on that note make a perception check let's see okay. beyond hearing that what else you pick up uh i roll a seven and you're on a streak tonight um you definitely heard Something that sounded, I'll give you a bit of a description, soft. But it moved. I think Tark was kind of moving around. Yep. Uh, and yeah, as you're kind of taking a look at these these uh, bones scattered around, I mean, obvious enough without any kind of perception check that like some of that, uh, that, that plant matter that was stuck to the grates is stuck to these bones as well. Like literally clinging to it. Uh, I'm going to create another bonfire down straight ahead, like as far <laughs> as I can see, like where that blue dot is. Oh, no, that's not that's not your screen. I uh, don't see bonfire like. No, I don't want that to be linked. Hold on, hold on. Like here-ish? Uh, yeah, maybe. Is that a big pile of bones straight ahead? Oh, yeah. It's a big pile of bones. And also at that moment, in now that you have more light, uh, in this area, you see um, what appears to be, it's kind of like seven or eight feet in each direction. This, hard to describe, but amorphous shape, mass of tangled vines, leaves, roots. Um, there's even some like fungus growing out of it. It's... It's a conglomeration of plant matter that you have never seen anything like before in your life. It doesn't make any sense at all, and it's moving. Um, and it's decided 
it has no choice and it's going to move towards you guys now. And now we can roll initiative. It's like a SCOBY. Dun, dun, dun. I don't like it. So. And Woo-hoo! we're going to start with Dimly, since you are closest. All right. Um, so as a bonus action, can I do that first? We're going to have you roll initiative first. Oh, sorry. Um, <coughs> we're going to do that weird one-at-a-time initiative thing. 11. That is higher than the monster, so you get to go. Go for it. Nice. All right, I got to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay, and what's that do exactly? So that gives me a uh, shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature, granting it plus two to my AC for the duration. Dang, so you got 21 Giving me 21, yes. All right. And that's a bonus action. Nice. Okay. And then my actual action. Um, I should probably turn on the monster. There he is. Yeah. Is to. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why he was. And... He shouldn't have been sitting there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's right on us. Not where I had him placed. Give it a couple a smash with my uh, warhammer. I'm gonna run up on him. Go and. It's four plus five for nine. And uh, I assume that doesn't hit. It hits something hard in and amongst okay. this, like almost like, like a tree branch or, or like a stump that's in there and doesn't seem to do any damage. Um, and I guess I can't use... I can't do another two-weapon fight because I already used my bonus action, right? Uh, yes, correct. Okay, so that's that's me done. So that's you. So Tark, go ahead. Uh, so I where's the bonfire already set? Well, I guess he wouldn't uh, have uh, he wouldn't have put it himself right on it. But sorry. Hey, where did that go? Or if I had seen him. It, oh, you know what? When you cast one, it it nullifies the other. That's correct. So the one in the center is out. Yep. Although there was a fire there, so. Yeah, I put potatoes on it too, so. That's true, so we'll say it's there. <laughs> All right, so keeping with a particular theme, I'm going to cast a bon- uh, create a bonfire directly where oh, he is. Before you do that, before mm-hmm. you do that, give me the uh, initiative roll. Oh, yeah. Because if you roll like a two, you're, gonna, you're behind the monster, so you'll have to wait. 18. 18. So you're definitely ahead of the monster. Go for it. Uh, create bonfire directly... At the position of the plant beast. On it. In um, contact with it. it. Yep. It must succeed a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 fire damage. Okay. He must also make the saving throw when it moves into the bonfire space. Uh, dexterity save. Let me see. I'm trying to see what uh, what number I'm rolling against there. What am I, What's my target? think it's going to be 12 i don't know how that works yeah that this is one of the slightly weirder parts of D here um dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 damage okay it doesn't say so i'm guessing oh there there it is attack save above that it says 12 yeah it's 12 
Is that on my sheet? Where is that? Yeah, so if you click the uh, the bonfire spell and it sort of slides out that little drawer part. Bonfire. It's above the description where it says casting time, range area, components. Oh, yeah, attack save, dex 12. Nice. Yes. Yep. Uh, and he fails it with an 11 minus 1. So Sweet. that's... What is it? 2D... Uh, 1d8. 1d8. Gotcha. Uh, so that is 5. Um, and it ignites flammable objects in its area that aren't being worn or carried. Uh, I would say plant matter is flammable, so yeah. <laughs> and we, we've uh, talked about this before. Um, the amount of damage that it takes is up to your discretion. And the degree to which it is flammable is up to your discretion. Um... Okay, so if the initial was 1d8, I would imagine that first burst is a little more umph than continuing to burn. So we'll say d6 per round. Okay. And I, he does get to make a... Does he get to try to do a save every round to put it out? Um, or is that an action? A creature must also make the saving throw when it moves to the bonfire space for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. Doesn't say... I think I seem to remember when I looked it up, it was pretty vague and it, it it left that kind of up to the DM's discretion because you, you'll know how flammable it is. I think that's as much guidance as we could have found, but well, let's say putting itself out probably is a thing it would have to attempt to do like, yeah, it might put take effort over. into so that it has I'd to waste a, a stop, drop and roll save or kind of, right. <laughs> okay. Cool, In the meantime, I'll so, see if I find anything. Part of it bursts into flames with Tark's uh, bonfire, and weirdly enough, you're used to seeing things like this that move around and like seem to be at least somewhat alive make noise when they get set on fire. This is silent. It makes no noise, which is kind of creepy. Um, and did you want to move or just kind of stay put there? Nah, I'm happy where I am. Okay. Uh, so proximity-wise, we'll say friend. You're next, so you can give me an Heck initiative yeah. roll. I'm gonna firebolt this motherfucker. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Again, <laughs> one. Oh, dude. Mm, you rolled a one. Very frustrating. Sucks. So with a one, you're going to be going after the monster. So in that case, at this point, we go to Gareth and have Gareth do his. Initiative roll. I'm crying, uh, guys. <laughs> I feel for you, man. That's it's it's crazy. It's pretty hilarious. You just rolled two nineteens. Um, nine. Yep. Uh, to go nine down is a well. <laughs> barely above the monster. So you go ahead. All you. <clears throat> All right, I'm fucking going in, and I'm gonna fucking. Come at it. I'm gonna kind of go to the left side a little bit away from Dimly and fucking take a huge fucking chop of the sucker. Gotcha. So it kind of puts you right about there. You're sort of up against the wall, but definitely in melee range. So go for it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, rolled a one. To hit. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna <laughs> to use my action surge to take another. Okay. So something something on the ground is a little slippery there and you lost your footing and swung Oops. totally over it. 
The first swing. Fuck a piss, though. I'm swinging again. And, oh, I rolled a two. All right. No shit. Greg, what did you do to me? I gave it to you. It's like herpes. (laughs) Um, Swing my sword like a maniac here. So the mound itself, the shambling vegetative mound uh, gets to go now. And being right up in your guy's grill, um, he is going to uh, go for Tark. Or not Tark, Jesus, Garth. If he doesn't move... So I'm reading a little more over here. So he takes damage every turn until he's out of the fire and every time Um, he's he's either moved into it or ends his turn in the fire right so we'll say it's on your turn he takes the damage the fire damage okay i think um so he's going to wait go ahead i think the way i'm reading this description i don't know if this is right but it's saying every turn, not just my turn. Every turn. Oh, not every round. Oh, uh huh. Interesting. Yeah, let me see. Like the example. I mean, this is just a a stack exchange thing with five upvotes. But saying turn one, the turn on turn one, it's cast, so it does damage. On turn two, it's a creature's turn. He doesn't move out. He takes damage. Turn three, a player pushes it out, so it doesn't do damage. Turn four. He pushes it in as does damage. So if he's stationary for a turn, not just my turn, he's taking bonfire damage. I think. I'm looking on Reddit here too. That's actually, that's a pretty huge difference. So I think, yeah, we should probably. Yeah, we should make sure. I I would normally say like, we'll we'll just make it up and figure it out later. But that's, that's a huge difference. So, and come on, internet. What are you doing? So the question that these people are asking is, this cantrip looks like it would be way more powerful than other damage cantrips, particularly if the caster's companions have some way to restrict movement. Is that correct? The answer, which is really upvoted, is yes. When the fire is first created, if it's in the creature's space, they make a deck save. When the creature enters the bonfire space for the first time in a term, it ends or ends its turn there, it takes damage. Uh, uh. See, this is one of the things I don't like about fifth edition like how can how can you be so specific with so many other things but then when when something's on fire i don't know make it up you decide like no you tell me yeah it yeah it's not it seems i mean it might just be my lack of understanding but it seems like there's a lack of clarity between turns and rounds with at least with respect to this the spell and how so I'll, i'll put it this way if it would if it were to be literally every turn, every player's turn, that would be the only thing I've ever heard of in D&D that works that way. Yeah. I mean the the last or the second or maybe the last one that's upvoted is uh the example that he says it does damage four times in one round. Ah. Uh, I don't know about that. So like if if it's if it is if it's late in initiative, then it takes damage until it moves. Because, like, obviously, the first time it has a chance to move out, it's not that powerful. But there's also some value in having a bonfire there that one of, somebody else can try to push him into. Right. Hmm. I'll, I'll leave it. 
I mean, at the end of the day, I'll leave it up to you for this one, but. Why the hell does this not work? Sorry. There's one link in particular I'm trying to open and it just refuses to open. Yeah, but in the description it says a creature must also make the saving throw when it enters the bonfire space or the first time it takes or the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. And it only says it takes the damage when it does not succeed on the dex save. Right, yeah. If it if it saves, it doesn't have to do it. So let's let's kind of split the difference here then and we'll say it we'll do it. It does it once per round, like basically any other spell in D D would work. But rather than D6, we'll up it up it a bit. Kind of split the difference and say D ten. Well D eight was its base, maybe that makes sense. Okay. If you want to do that, that works. Yeah. And and then like if you decide it was actually a hay monster and a bonfire is really going to fuck it up, then whatever. Like it really D- bad. Yeah, if it was, if it, if it had vulnerability to fire specifically. Yeah. I could see that, but okay. Okay. That was so a long we'll enough diversion. That. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's, it's, it's a strange rule that they, strange that they didn't define that a little bit yep. better, but, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. okay. It was his turn, right? So he's going to take the fire damage on your turn. Cause that's the turn you, Yep. Set him on fire. So um, so he's going to go ahead and with his weird, viney, tenderly arms, swing out at Garth uh, twice. Uh, with a 14 and a 20 to hit. Or 21. 14 and a 21. All right, you got me on the second one. Second one. All right. So that is... Um, five, nine bludgeoning damage as this thing slaps you across the face, basically. Nice. Uh, and there's, there's like some, there's some chunks of hard stuff in there. There's thorns. Yeah. You said Not the nine greatest. total? Nine total. Yep. Okay. I'm going to use my, um, one of my, uh, superiority dice to hit back. Okay. Okay. Let me check this bitch off Okay, so when another creature damages you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to expend one dice. Oh, I, I can use, I can't hit him with it, but I can reduce the damage by the number I roll on my superiority dice plus two. Okay, that's really good. Five plus two. So seven, so I'm only going to take two damage. Okay, so you're doing the brace, yeah, I guess, or whatever it is. It was a parry. Parry, right. Yeah, because you've got a couple of those. I can never quite remember what's what. Gotcha. Yeah, I totally forgot. So that only takes you down to two. Okay, cool. Uh, now, friend, uh, with your natural one, you're up. All right. <clears throat> Firebolt. 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 Um, yeah, you got enough of a line of sight there. You have to move up a little bit, if that's okay. About five feet. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I rolled a- f- four, four plus 
Nine to eight. <laughs> so uh, what? Do you actually rolled a four? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I rolled a four. Okay. Uh, and goes sailing dangerously close to Dimly's head, but thankfully <laughs> hits the uh, stone wall behind. And poof. Um, so that's an action. Do you have any bonus actions or the like? Nah, just two weapon fighting and dragon's breath, which don't really help me here. So I'm just sadly missing. You need to get you some, uh, try some spells that don't require die rolls. There's got to be a few in there, right? Like, <laughs> I feel bad for you because it's it's really it's, it's, it's okay. turning it's turning into a statistical like anomaly, kind of, kind of freaky. Yeah, you you like almost never hit. Um, so Did, Tark, how does his friend has a minus one in initiative? Yeah, his dex is minus one. Total oh, okay. eight. Oh, I was thinking. Insp- I thought that was inspiration. Like he had negative inspiration somehow. Got it. Never mind. <laughs> um, uh, so he takes seven on a d8, seven fire damage, uh, and the rest of your turn. Um, and if he's still in the, f- so there's there's two things that can happen. So he's on fire, which which Correct. makes him take as much damage as is up to your discretion. And then I think he also has to do a dex save. Since he didn't move out of it in his turn, I think those might be uh, separate. So, so an, a non-flammable thing mm-hmm. needs to make a deck save to to prevent the one d eight for being in its range. And I then, think that's on the first time when you cast it. But now that now that he has caught fire, he's just on fire. Uh, you can't really dodge being on fire. He can do the stop, drop, roll thing, which I think is an action. A creature must also make the saving throw when it moves to the bonfire space for the first time, or on a, or on a turn, or ends its turn there. I don't want to talk. Ends its turn there. Yeah. Uh that's fine. Okay. I don't want to talk too much more about this spell. I feel like we've beat it to death already. <laughs> but it's 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 good to figure out though. But I think, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so let's say at the end of his turn that we just had, I'll do the. I'll kind of retroactively do that. Yep. So with um, that, I will. And he does. He does save on it. So. Okay, cool. Uh, so I will. Am I close? Not really. Um, I'm gonna short bow it. Why not? Definitely in range to do that for sure. Uh, nine. Uh, nine does not hit. Shoot. Um. Okay. And I can. Oh, dash, disengage, hide. No, I actually just. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good where I am. I'm still within range of my bow. No reason to particularly run. I'm not too spooked by this plant boy. I already got him burning. Yeah, you guys had a little bit too much of the farmer's ale last night, and you're moving a little slow here. So, mm-hmm. uh, dimly, yeah, that would be you. All right. Um, I guess I'm still gonna go with the old. Warhammer. Um, yeah. All right. Warhammer time. Stop. Warhammer time. <laughs> uh, seven plus five for 12 to hit. Um, 
man, that's that's is not it. You're hitting this just squishy stuff, and it's not really doing anything. It's just kind of like a big soft bag of fleshy <laughs> plant stuff. It just kind of goes and like doesn't seem to be phased by it. With the twelve. All right. I slink off. Gonna uh, physically back up, or um, no, I'll just stay where I am. Stay there. Okay. Uh, and that brings us to Gareth. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll try and swing it again. It didn't work so well the first time. Fourteen? Fourteen does hit. Oh, thank fucking yeah. <laughs> huh. Five damage? Alright. So managed to hack off a little bit of some sort of tenderly vine thing and it flaps around on the ground on its own for a second. Uh before coming to a halt. Anything else? No. Hang tight. All right. So it seems to be more most concerned with you because you you have the sharp uh, slicey thing uh, and it's going <laughs> to continue to go after you uh, with a 19 to hit. I have a 19 armor class, so. And another 19 to hit. Actually, double hit. Okay, so that is. Ooh. Uh, where's my other eight? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I lost my other D eight. You kidding me? All right, whatever. Oh, there we go. I got it. So, oof, that is fifteen on the first hit. Damage. Okay. Oh my god, and double sixes on the second. So that is t- 16 on the second one. Where, where Wait, are you at what now? Was f- 15 and then what 16. Was the first- oh, um, yeah, yeah. I am going to use as a reaction my stone's endurance to I can reduce the damage by 1d12 plus 1, so I'm going to use that now. Because I have to or I die. <laughs> or unconscious, yeah. Oh, Jesus hey, Christ, I rolled a two. Oh. So I removed, th- I removed three off of that. So was, that was 31, so I'm removing three, 28, right? I'm going to redo my math here. Let me see. Uh, is, and then plus eight. 30, yeah, it was 31, yeah. Okay, so what's your uh, what's your status there? Uh, I'm currently, you know, chilling at two hit points Ooh. all of a sudden. Ooh. Okay, and this is where we get a a little dicey here. Uh, this creature has an ability called Engulf. If both slam attacks hit the same target in one round, it becomes grappled, blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe. It pulls I- you into its mass and starts to eat you. Uh, and okay. each each turn on its each round on its turn, 
The engulfed creature makes a constitution save or takes more damage. But you can fight your way out of it with the appropriate uh, check. So as this thing wraps both of these thorny, tenderly arms around Gareth, who is suddenly looking quite dire, uh, it basically swallows him whole and you can no longer see him. Uh, Shit. That, I think, because it's 1020, might be an interesting moment to take a pause and finish this fight next time. Gareth!